Hey, Digging Deeper Jazz, I'm Jeff Antoniak. Welcome. Now, uh, that opening line, maybe you've heard that before, pentatonic scale, that was the major pentatonic scale, that's what we're here to talk about today. Now, you know, if you've seen any of these videos before, the people that I'm talking to are the adult amateur student, the semi-pros, the people that, as far as I'm concerned, don't get enough attention paid to them. I've dedicated the last 20 years of my teaching to working in the real world and here in the cyber world with adult students and giving them the really, really good information they need to get ahead so much faster than they ever imagined. And uh, that's what we're doing here today. Now, this concept of the major pentatonic scale, it's really a very, very simple device. And we're going to treat it sort of at that level. We're not gonna get ridiculously complicated with it, but we don't have to. Now, here's the thing. The pentatonic scale, of course, does get used in very advanced uh, ways. But the bottom line is we need to know how to use, we need to know what it is, we need to know how to use it, and we need to have some sort of, you know, some traction with it. So that's what we're doing here today. So look at the sheet and let's see what a major pentatonic scale is. That's a sound you have heard tens of thousands of times. You have. Uh, whether you know it or not, most rock and folk music and funk music and pop music and plenty of classical music uh, is made from this pentatonic scale. Cultures all over the world for thousands and thousands of years have used this scale. There's something special about it, and ethnomusicologists... Uh, talk about why that is. How is it that cultures that never met, that never were able to physically met, Tierra del Fuego in South America, and then a, a distant uh, country where we know those people never had the opportunity to meet in world history, they use this scale. Why? How? Well, okay, we're not going to get into that today. You can read the uh, Wikipedia page on that. It is, you know, pretty fascinating. But this is such an important scale. So if all these, all these styles, all these cultures, all these people for all these thousands of years, yeah, sounds like something you should maybe be learning, right? So the scale is simply this. It's one, two, three, five, six, one, or eight at the top. The pentatonic scale penta, meaning five, right? So we have five notes in it, and the sixth note, you're going to say, Jeff, there's six notes. Well, the sixth note is the root. Okay, fair enough. So uh, that's what it is, this five-note scale, and the major pentatonic scale is always these five notes. Yes, there's other pentatonic scales. We're going to talk about minor pentatonic in a couple weeks. Definitely come back for that. And there's, you know, fancy uh, sort of synthetic pentatonic scales. Basically, any five notes you can call a pentatonic scale, right? This is the major pentatonic scale. Okay, so this is the one you want to know. And so you notice, when I, and those numbers, when I said one, two, three, five, six, well, what are, what are those numbers? Well, they're relative to the major scale. First note of the major scale, second note, third note, not the fourth note. Fifth note, sixth note, not the seventh note, eighth note. And this has what has come to be known as the pentatonic scale. I will say right now, I don't really like, uh, not that I don't like, I, I don't really call this a scale. 
Um, and it's it has nothing to do about it. it has these skips in it, but it sounds like a melody. It sounds like a melody waiting to happen. It's impossible to play any random two or three of these notes without it sounding like a melody. To me, this is like a melodic shape or something like that. And we call it a scale just to, to be simple, but I think there's a lot more going on here than a scale, and I treat this differently in my improvisations than if it was just some other scale. So. The main thing I want you to do right now is learn this scale. So step number one, learn this scale in the key of C. Okay, got it, right? I would love for you to start learning this in some other keys. It's so melodic that you'll be able to figure it out. And now, of course, you have the recipe, the recipe being one, two, three, five, six. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, the black keys, if you play just the black keys on the piano, if you're not a piano player, do you ever notice that if you only play the black keys, it actually sounds kind of cool. You can pick up melodies with the black keys. Why is that? F sharp pentatonic. One, two, three, five, six. There it is. It happens that the black keys on the piano are the F sharp pentatonic scale. So if you didn't know, that's, that's sort of a quirk of how the piano is set up. I don't think there's, you know, that was part of the original design or anything like that, but it happens to work out that way, right? Now, the next thing is I want you to mess around with it. I want you to make music with it. you'll quickly find out that, oh, that Motown tune, Sugar Pie Honey Bunch, three notes of the pentatonic scale. Or you may find... Oh, that Monk tune, I Mean You. Entirely the pentatonic scale. I switched key there to be in the right key. Um, entirely the pentatonic scale. It goes up a half a step into pentatonic, learning in different keys, and then comes back. How about the song Cherokee, the old, uh, the old song that Bird and Dizzy used to play and that Ray Noble composed years before that? <laughs> So that's the thing. So, so many of the great melodies and solos and melodic fragments we know are built from this scale. So I want you to connect those great sounds with this name, with the sound sort of taken out of context, whether we call it a scale or a melodic shape or whatever, right? And now the thing to do is take this and play around with it. That's the important, important thing to do. Play around with this shape. Item two gives you maybe a head start on what to do. We can do patterns with any scale, with any collection of notes, we can start alternating. It would be like taking white tiles and black tiles if you're gonna do a floor. And you could alternate them and make a checkerboard pattern, or you can alternate them in different ways and make different shapes and designs. So patterns are very, very powerful. And they're actually, once you set the pattern, 
they're often very easy to follow. So they're easy for you to create and the listener notices like, ah, there's some organization here. So it sounds very interesting. So for instance, item number two, the pattern, I'm just playing the first three notes of the scale, one, two, three. And then I played the next three notes, two, three, four. I'm not talking about the number of the scale or the scale degree, just the notes in the scale, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10, notes in the scale. One, two, three, two, three, four, three, four, five. Or it would be like going up three stairs and coming back one going up three, coming back one. And it sounds like this. So it starts sounding very, very cool. And it sounds like so much more than we now know it is. It's just these collections of five notes and this little pattern I applied to it. It's very interesting. And the notes that are missing from the scale, those skipped notes, that's the power of the pentatonic scale. It's missing two notes from the major scale. Why not just play the major scale? It'll be two notes better, right? No, <laughs> actually, when we leave those skips, those skips sound like we know what we're doing. And that's good. So even if you don't know what you're doing, it's good to sound like you know what you're doing. The pentatonic scale makes you sound like you know what you're doing. So those skips sound like, ah, they made a conscious decision. They're making a melody. They're not just playing a scale, they're making a melody. And then when we apply the pattern, the skips happen in these interesting irregular ways. Interesting irregular ways with a beautiful sounding scale, that's a, not a bad definition of what a melody is, right? So we can do all sorts of different patterns. So uh, I started off the uh, video quoting uh, Sir Duke by, uh, by Stevie Wonder. And that, that whole line is pentatonic. And uh, well, there's one little passing note in there, but everything, the last bit of it is entirely pentatonic. And so the third pattern here is, you know, very much coming from the repetition that Stevie Wonder applied to the pentatonic scale. I'll play the third version for you. We can come up with any number of ways to do these patterns. So to review, I want you to know what this scale is. I want you to know how ubiquitous it is. That's a good jazz word, ubiquitous, right? Um, the next thing is I want you to learn it in a handful of keys. That lets you learn it in a slightly deeper way. Third thing, improvise with it. Make up some melodies, mess around. And you're gonna find you're playing Led Zeppelin tunes, and you're gonna find you're playing Duke Ellington tunes, and you're gonna find you're playing Gershwin tunes. All of those folks use this scale, okay? And then the next thing is patterns can be fun um, because they, uh, it, it's this sort of easy way to get more out of the scale than you might imagine. So it's, it's a way to sort of get you improvising with it with sort of a, a, sort of a codified system. So here's what I want to do. I'm going to uh, play the song St. Thomas, a great Sonny Rollins composition. I just looked at it, and this song has nine different chords in it. Nine different, like that's kind of scary looking. And a lot of the measures are two chords per measure. Then there's nine of them. Here's the thing, and here's where the power of the pentatonic scale comes, is you can use the pentatonic scale 
just the C pentatonic scale over all nine of those chords. Wow, that's like that's pretty amazing, right? Now, I wouldn't want to do that all night long because that's a little much of the same sound, right? But it can get you going. And it's a tool that I will use, you know, at, at a big jazz festival playing in front of a thousand people. I will use the pentatonic scale. It's not beneath me at all. Now, here's the great question is like, well, how would I know that? Can I play the pentatonic scale over giant steps? Can I play the pentatonic scale over Charlie Parker's confirmation? The answer is not really. Your question is, why not? And so here's where things get kind of deep. So we need some sense of what's going on. And this is exactly the kind of stuff we've been doing the last week at Jazzwire. So I know I've talked to you folks about Jazzwire, and that is where I want to get us working together. These YouTube videos are fantastic, and you can get edified, and you can get a little idea to get you practicing some new stuff today. But as far as actually progressing, I don't think my videos or anybody's videos are going to get you noticeably, noticeably moving in a coherent direction. So that is where you need a coach and a mentor and someone who knows how you play. That's what we're going to do together at Jazzwire. So we've been talking about pentatonics a lot, what they are, what they aren't. Can you voice lead with pentatonics? Not really. Um, can you play chord tones with pentatonics? That's actually a contradictory statement, so not really. These are great questions that have been coming up at Jazzwire. Can you play the pentatonic scale over in a sentimental mood? And my answer is, yeah, on the A sections, but you can't use the same scale on the B section. How would you know? Well, of course, that's the stuff that we're doing there. All right, I hope I'll see you there. And by the way, use the code DIGGINGSPRING. Let's get you in there. It's not going to break the bank for you, and I guarantee you're going to progress faster than ever before. And this is, you know, a hint of the kind of stuff we're doing. So I'm going to improvise a little bit over St. Thomas using this pentatonic scale and all these chords flying by, but I'm just thinking about these five notes. Here we go. So there it is, the major pentatonic scale. So um, yes, I want you to understand it intellectually and be able to explain it to what somebody is. I want you to be able to play it. I want you to be able to just sort of improvise on your own. But the thing is, we can use this to be really successful on a lot of, lot of music, and that's why we would use it. So for, uh, again, the adult amateurs, the semi-pros, to get us up and running and sounding so good, so fast on a song, this pentatonic is a great approach. Now. For a professional, this is one of 
50 different tools I have in my toolbox, let's say. So I will use it some, but I also know how to use it as a very advanced tool. There's so much we can do with the pentatonic scale as we get more advanced too. So I don't want anyone dismissing this as, oh, that simple scale. There's a ton here to do and developing your melodic approach to playing is a big one. So I hope we can get into this further. There's gonna be a lot of questions about this and here's the thing, it's so simple, it's so used that it's, that when you give it a try, you're gonna kinda come to an end a little bit soon. It's interesting, it's like everything's so consonant, so pretty, so good, it's like, what do I do? What comes, what comes next? Well, that's it. So we're not going to cover that on this video. And if I did another hundred hours on this, we wouldn't cover it. That's the conversation, knowing where the sticking points are and staying inspired. So that's why I want to work with you at Jazzwire. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope I see you there and come back in a week or two. I'm going to do um, a related video on the minor pentatonic. And that's actually where things get especially cool. And we hear the minor pentatonic a lot. I want to talk to you about what that is, the relation to the major pentatonic. There's a lot to do there. All right, see you next time. Thanks so much.